0: Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I am talking to a young entrepreneur who is passionate about dog training, rescues, and her Etsy shop. Victoria Harmon is just 18 years old, and she's already making an impact in the lives of pets and their people. In our conversation, she gives great tips to get to your first 100 sales in your online shop, how to encourage reviews and work with influencers for original photographs, and market research. Victoria also shares suggestions on how to get involved in your local animal rescue. She's inspiring me to stick with Lucy's trick training. We are up to intermediate level now. Speaking of inspirations, if you want to connect with other women who are making moves in the pet industry, please join the Wear Wag Repeat Labs Facebook group. It's a place where we can learn from each other and experiment with ideas to grow our pet-obsessed businesses. Just search Wear Wag Repeat Labs on Facebook or go to facebook.com slash groups slash Labs. Victoria Harmon has had a lifelong love of animals. When she adopted her dog, Maya, she got in the habit of putting her in simple kerchiefs, When their first holiday season together rolled around in around 2018, Victoria wanted to make Maya something special and more fashionable. So she took sewing lessons from a family friend and soon after started her business, Crafts for Rescues. She sells her dog bandanas and accessories on Etsy and donates 20% of profits to Animal Rescues. When she's not sewing and running an Etsy shop, Victoria is a dog trainer, walker, and pet sitter in Oxford County, Maine. Her dog, Maya, is currently titled as an advanced trick dog and trained in multiple dog sports along with obedience and showmanship. Hi, Victoria. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you here.
1: I'm excited to talk to you and be here. Can you
0: start off by telling us a little bit about, um, you know, Maya and how she was the inspiration for you to start your business?
1: Um, Yeah, so I adopted her in sometime around 2015, I want to say. I don't really remember um, right this moment, but I got her as a puppy and I was looking for an Australian cow dog or a high active dog breed because i wanted to do tricks and sports with her and so we were looking around online at animal rescues and my favorite animal rescue lucky pup rescue actually posted that they needed help with a litter of puppies and so basically they had parvo and we had to fundraise for the dogs to be able to um help keep them alive with like vet bills and stuff um and so we saw her and adopted her and she's just the sweetest dog um I've ever had and she's my first dog which is really really special
0: yeah and so that's an amazing story I had I actually had a dog who had parvo virus. Um, when I was, oh gosh, when I was like in middle school or something, um, and he did not survive Parvo. So I know it can be super dangerous and, um, just like really scary. So that I'm so happy that you guys were able to get the right care and, um, get Maya and her litter mates through that. Yeah, I am too. (laughs) And now you guys do all sorts of stuff together. So um, I guess before we talk about the shop, I want to hear more about the trick dog and the sports and stuff that you do. I just started to get into that myself. And Lucy has her novice trick dog certification. And we're working on intermediate next. Um, But, you know, what's your favorite thing about doing that? Or what's your favorite trick that you guys have worked on together?
1: Um, So, so far, my favorite trick that we have worked on is orbit, which... Basically, it's a trick where your dog will back up in a circle around you, and that was the hardest trick I've ever taught a dog, and so that's why it's my favorite, because it's just so special for her to be able to have figured it out, even though it was so hard for her. Um, And I got into dog training when I got my family dog, Sharu, who actually inspired me to start becoming a dog trainer and he was a Labrador and we took him to his first 4-h show which was pretty special
0: and what kind of events did you do with him
1: uh we did showmanship obedience and some agility and tons of tricks
0: that's awesome what what exactly is showmanship
1: so I kind of know a little bit about this but sometimes I forget the proper explanation but i'm pretty sure it is That's the okay. one this is
0: off the record
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure this is the one where they are looking more at the person than the dog so they're looking at how you're handling the dog um are you making sure it's stacked correctly um are you like making sure that you're not like moving the dog if that makes any sense like yeah. Like that's
0: really interesting. Yeah. That would be kind of difficult because I'm so used to like from what I've learned from dog dog shows and jo- dog competitions in the last like 2 years, it's like all about the dog and the person doesn't even matter. <laughs> so, it sounds like showmanship's like a little bit different than that. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. So, um, okay, so let's let's get back to business talk. Um, the reason why I was really excited to have you on here is because you just started your Etsy shop in 2019. So you've probably only had it for a year or maybe a year and a half or so at this point. Um, but you're already at over 200 sales, I think over 230 sales, which I think is really impressive. And so I, I really wanted to have you on the show here today um, to kind of talk to people who are considering starting an Etsy or maybe they just started one and they can't really get those numbers moving. Um, how did you, how did you first set up your online shop?
1: So, when I figured out that Instagram wasn't working, because I used to just post a photo of what I was selling on Instagram and try and sell it there, I figured out that that wasn't really working. So, I moved over to Etsy. And so after I moved to Etsy, it was very complicated in the beginning because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so I was watching some YouTube videos, and I actually got some very good tips from that as well as just learning it from my own. So one of the first tips mm-hmm. I have is that you know your brand before you start. So I actually started um, my branding with... My actual name was actually Crass for Animals. And like it looks way different than it does now. And so I kind of wish that I went on Pinterest and started a board and just kind of saved things I liked there and then built my brand off of what I liked instead of just going for it but sometimes just going for it is what is the best thing it's definitely the best way to get started I think
0: um, just do it and then you can always adjust things later
1: yeah another tip I have which might or might not work depending on what your business is and like what you do is that I actually in the beginning didn't know about this until a couple of months after I started my shop but you can actually hire, like, influencers and you can send them a free product in exchange for, um, like product photos because as a small brand, you're always going to need content to post and you don't want to, like, last minute run outside and take a photo and then rush to post it. So I found hiring influencers, um, was a really good way for me to go anyways. Um, I don't do that much anymore, but it really started helping me figure out like if there was any flaws with my product, or um, it also helped me get content, as I said earlier, for my um, Instagram. And that also, having people that follow other people see that that person used your brand will help like their friends and family come over to your um your Etsy shop if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, it makes total sense. And I think it's so smart you almost, you know, use them as influencer marketing, but you were also using the influencers as market research. Like you said pointing out if there was any flaws in your product and kind of telling you about their experience with it. So that was super smart.
1: Yeah. I'm so happy that I found out about that because I think that's what really helped kick off my brand is knowing that my products were a good thing and that they weren't flawed in any way.
0: My favorite thing about my online shop is finding new dog mom makers to partner with on exclusive collaborations. This fall, I added three new dog mom brands to the Wear Wag Repeat shop. Their items are all handmade in the USA and inspired by their own dogs. Get your paws on our limited edition pink Wag the Vote bandana it is very L Woods, or try out a new all-natural paw balm, tasty organic treats, or our signature fall favorite, the wet noses candle that's made with dog-safe ingredients. Since you're a podcast listener, I'd love to share a special promo code just for you. Visit shop.wearwagrepeat.com and at checkout type in podcast to get 15% off your first order. That's shop.wearwagrepeat.com promo code podcast. Well, and another, another really cool thing that I think is good for you um, to get the word out is that you donate to animal rescues. So um, tell us a little bit about how you how, – how do you communicate that to people and do you think that that impacts people wanting to
1: buy from you? Uh, so I usually just post – like I try to include it in like all of my Instagram posts um, in my Instagram bio, and I just kind of try to show that I want to help animals and that there's animals that are in tough situations like senior dogs mostly and also pit bulls are another one that really, really need help um, getting adopted and they need those funds to be able to keep helping those animals. Um, so I do that to kind of communicate like what I'm trying to do with my brand and then, I'm sorry, what was the other question again? Uh,
0: and do you think that people want to buy from you more because they know that you're supporting animal rescues?
1: Uh, yes, I do think that they want to um, help out more because I'm supporting animal rescues, um, especially rescue dogs on Instagram because they know that they helped rescue a dog and they want to help rescue more dogs without having to Adopt another dog. So it's also helpful to other people that like to help out dogs that can't own a rescue dog because they can help by buying a scrunchie or a headband. Yeah. So I think that definitely has helped my brand. Yeah, I think definitely. Um, Another thing that
0: I was, you know, I was looking at your Etsy shop and I noticed that you have a lot of reviews. Um, And that can be a really great way to, I think, encourage other people to buy similar to kind of the influencer thing um, because it's like social proof of seeing what other people are saying. Um, Do you have any like advice on how to get reviews or um, you know how to encourage people to post photos along with their reviews or anything like that?
1: Um, So I usually message the person once I see that their order has been delivered and I say Thank you for your order. If you could leave... If you have the time, could you please leave a review for my item? It would be greatly appreciated to hear your feedback. If you have any problems with your order, please let me know. Um, and I don't do that all the time, but just when I kind of remember, because it's just so busy, like, trying to figure out what I need to do. Um, but I found that helps. And also, if you... Um, make orders. Another tip to get more reviews is send the product out as fast as you can. So don't rush making the product because then um, it won't be good quality. But basically what I'm trying to say is I found when I send orders out within one week or less, it will get to the person faster and it's still in their mind. And they're like, oh my gosh, this came so fast. I love it. I'm going to go leave a review right now while I'm thinking of it. And that has helped a lot as well. And I also do, like, let people know that if they have a dog, I'd love to see their dog in our bandanas. Or I'd like to feature them on my Instagram or Facebook or even on my Etsy shop. Sometimes I do post um, photos of dogs in their bandanas on an Etsy listing if it's in that same bandana. So I find that all of those things really have helped me get reviews.
0: That's really great advice. And I think that um,
1: you're so on it
0: about like sending that notification like the, like the day or the day after it's been delivered because you're right. It's like fresh in their mind. Um, you know, sometimes I get automated emails from companies asking me to review their product like a week or two weeks or three weeks after I got it. And I'm like, kind of emotionally like past it at that point. (laughs) So, so that's really a good tip to kind of, you know, strike while the iron is hot and, and ask people for their feedback like immediately.
1: Yeah. And I also find it helps because they're like, they know what they want to say. And if it was like two weeks later or a week later, you're just kind of like, I don't remember what I felt about that product when I received it, but if it's like they receive it in under a week or a week, they're like, I know what I want to say. Yeah. So, um, if anyone is listening to
0: this and, um, and they've just started a shop or, or they're thinking of starting a shop, what would be, you know, do you have any other advice to share with them to get to their first 100 sales or even like maybe their first 10 sales? (laughs)
1: Um, yeah. So one of the biggest things that I just started doing and it's helping a lot, is grab a piece of paper and write down your goals. So is your goal to get a certain amount of followers? Is your goal to get to a certain amount of sales? Or maybe it's as simple as making a video or making a commercial. Um, that's on my goals list for this month because I want to make another video showcasing my products. Um, and if you have a idea like, oh, I want to get to... 10 sales, or I want to get to 20 sales by the end of this month, then what I like to do is grab another piece of paper and hang it up and kind of write numbers. Like, for example, I want to get to 300 sales by the end of this month. So I wrote all the numbers until I get to 500, until I get to 300 by five. So I got like 242, 247, 252, et cetera, et cetera, until I get to 300. And I will cross off that number once I reach to it. And then it just helps motivate me to keep posting about my products, to spread the news. Um, even sometimes talk to friends and family um, if they really wanted to order and kind of just stay on top of all of that. And it really helps me stay motivated. And it also really helps my brand grow because people see that I'm trying to help animals and it just really helps me stay motivated. Yeah. I love that technique
0: of writing down the numbers. I actually do that myself, so I can vouch for that. It it really is kind of almost magical how re- how well it works because I think you're you're looking at it and and like you said hanging it on your wall so you can let, like see those numbers every day and you know what you're striving for and it kind of keeps you motivated to keep on keep on posting. Yeah, definitely. So um, I want to also ask you a little bit about product descriptions. I don't think we've touched on that yet. Um, But product descriptions, I think, are really important on Etsy. Um, Have you noticed that uh, there's any kind of like special tricks to making a good product description?
1: I've heard that if you use like tags in your title, and then use the tags in the description, then that really works out. Like, for example, if I was going to list a fall dog bandana, and then I said in the description, this is a fall dog bandana, perfect for your, the fall weather, whatever, like something like that, it really helps boost your post. I personally haven't really tried out much of this. Um, I tried it a little bit a couple months ago, and it just it kind of worked, but it really didn't. But my most important tip for the descriptions would be don't copy, like, other people's descriptions. Like, I've seen people just go on somebody else's description, copy it, paste it, it's theirs, and I just, like, write down your descriptions by hand because then you're sending false information to your customer if you just copy and paste. Plus, it's plagiarism. So one of my big tips would be just sit down, think about your product, and think about what you want to say, and then just write it down. But don't write like a three-page essay or something like that. You don't want it to be too long, but you also don't want it to be like one sentence.
0: That's a really good tip to just kind of write it yourself, almost like you're writing an email or like a text message to your best friend to say like, hey, look at this new thing that I made. And you're telling them about you know why it's so great um and just making it like really authentic and true to you. Yeah. So in addition to donating 20% of your profits to animal rescues, um are there any other ways that that you recommend that people can help rescue dogs?
1: Um yeah, so if you can't like donate like money or you can't like purchase from somebody who donates money, my number one tip for this would be go to an animal rescue and volunteer for a day or foster dogs at your house. Um, there's also some things that I've seen lately. Um, I haven't seen much of it, but if you're a dog lover and you like post on Instagram, like almost every day, you can actually contact like your local rescue. Like if your local rescue has an Instagram and they haven't really been posting much. Or if your local animal rescue doesn't have an Instagram, you can kind of just contact them like in person or through an email and say, Hey, I really think that keeping your Instagram and social media active is going to really help these dogs out. And like maybe you could just become a social media manager for that animal rescue and really help their dogs get adopted. Or one other way I've seen something like that happen is you contact your local animal shelter and see if there's a day you can go by. If you're really good with a camera, you can take some photos of the dogs and then you can email it to the rescue. And then they can actually have like high quality photos of the dogs available for adoption because you could see a photo that's just like really blurry or like, really like not the best quality and then like a photographer could actually take better photos and then get the dog adopted faster if that makes any sense because I find that like that makes
0: total sense
1: yeah I find that when I'm just scrolling through animal rescue sites just for fun um, I'm more apt to click on the good quality photos of the dog than the blurry photos yeah, that
0: makes total sense. Actually, my dog, Bert, he had a very blurry photo, <laughs> and he only had one photo on his profile, and he had been in the shelter for over a year, and... um based off of his photo, I was like, he kind of looks like an English lab. Um, cause that's, you know, my favorite breed. And I, I ended up going to go see him and he's more of like a typical American lab. He has like the, um, he's taller, has like the, the shorter hair and everything. Um, but he's, he still ended up being a super amazing dog and I'm so glad that I got him. Um, but if he'd had a better photo, I probably would have, um, he probably would have been adopted a lot earlier, I think.
1: Yeah. But then I would have missed
0: out on him, so.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's better thing because if you were looking for a dog, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You can get
0: the, uh, diamond in the rough. <laughs> So, Victoria, um, I can hear, I don't know if you guys can hear Lucy. She's barking her head off downstairs because she wants to go outside. Um, and she wants to go outside right this minute. Um, but we are wrapping things up. So, luck- lucky for Lucy. Um, but, Victoria, I think that you set up a promo code for everyone who's listening today. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Uh, yes. So, I set up a promo code. It is 15% off until... It's active until November 30th. So you guys can use the code Lucy and Burt, which is L U C Y A N D B U R T. And you can get 15% off your order and you can use it as many times as you want until November 30th.
0: That is so generous. Thank you so much. Um, you have some really, really cute bandanas and a lot of seasonal stuff. So people should check that out and kind of plan ahead for what you want for um, the rest of this year. And where can they
1: find your shop? Um, they can find me at Cross for Rescues and The Sunflower Paws on Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, Etsy, and Facebook. And my Etsy is Crafts for Rescues.
0: Okay, awesome. And we'll also link all that up in the show notes. Um, And if people want to go to wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast, you can find the show show notes for this and every episode. And we'll have the promo code and the link to your Etsy all in there. And thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun to talk to you.
0: What did you like most about this episode?